Hello, listener, and welcome to this preview of our latest Patreon-exclusive episode. To continue the conversation and listen to the full episode, head over to the Beyond the Screenplay Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Hello, patrons. I'm Michael, and welcome to Beyond the Screenplay, our podcast where each episode we do a conversational deep dive analysis into a film. In today's patron-exclusive episode, we are talking about Prometheus. The 2012 film screenplay by John Spates and Damon Lindelof, directed by Ridley Scott. I'm joined by the Beyond the Screenplay team, Trisha Rand. Hello, everyone. Brian Bittner. Mm-hmm. And Alex <laughs> Cayos. Hi. All right. So we're talking about Prometheus. We are, this is the penultimate episode of our Atura Autumn season. We're diving into some Ridley Scott. Next week will be Napoleon. We've already talked about a lot of Ridley Scott. We actually did a trilogy accidentally on him last yeah. <laughs> year where we did Thelma and Louise and Gladiator and Alien back to back to back. So there's been a lot of Ridley Scott talk. Uh, lots of movies we could have chose. We chose Prometheus to talk about because I think because we wanted to because it was going to be the most fun conversation uh, and good and good lessons will come from that. Before we start talking about Prometheus... <laughs> I feel like we try to be constructively critical and uh, respectful of movies, and and we're a little looser on our Patreon episodes, but still, I just want to say that making movies is hard. No one sets out to make a bad movie. Everyone's trying their best, and I have nothing uh, but the utmost respect for everyone that worked on this movie. The, the writers, the director are obviously all super talented, have worked on some of the best movies ever made. Um, and they worked on Prometheus. And that's the one we're going to talk about right now. <laughs> Let's go. So Prometheus. I was so excited when I first saw the teasers and, and the trailer, which we've kind of hinted at for Prometheus. I love Alien. I'm interested in the Alien franchise. So Ridley Scott coming back, there was a lot of teasing of wait, is this in the Alien franchise? Like, or is it not? And like, blah, blah, blah. Essentially, by the time it was coming out, we knew it was some kind of prequel. I was super interested. The cast, generally, the headliners, you read all the names and you're like, this is cool. The visual effects in the trailer looked cool. The concepts, the words they were saying cryptically were all like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Um, and I honestly don't remember the actual viewing experience of, of it the first time. I feel like I just remember walking out of the theater like disappointed. And that's kind of what I remember every time I think about watching Prometheus is at the end, like at the beginning being optimistic and hopeful. And then at the end being so disappointed and so confused about what happened and what went wrong. I feel like there are so many things that are not ideal in this movie. Uh, character motivations we got to talk about. Uh -huh. Um Dramatic question, direction of performances, I'll say, which is kind of mixed in with casting. Um, just so many things in this movie are not good. And I want to know why. I want to understand what happened and what we could do to make them better, maybe. And so I'm excited to dive in and talk about this flawed but still really cool movie with a lot of excellence in it. Why do the pieces not add up to um, something that is good? 
<laughs> Trisha, thank you. What What are your thoughts on this movie? Yeah, you know, I don't have a great like first viewing story. Uh, I didn't go see it in the theater. I'm sure I I caught it or waited to catch it at home. Um, not being a big horror person and being very uh, skittish about uh, alien movies, even though I came, you know, like. I really, really love Alien and Aliens, um, but I'm not going to run right out and be the first person in line with, you know, my money for a ticket for this. Uh, you know, I just want to know what's going to happen. So, um, and I had heard, you know, critics were very mixed on this. Some of them really did like it uh, and some of them really, really did not. I think I'm glad we're going to talk about expectations because this movie certainly is... Um, I think the reactions to it were a direct result of what people were expecting or hoping for from the movie. If this were not in the alien world franchise extended universe at all, would it be just a fine, like sort of scary sci-fi movie? Maybe, you know, like with some really cool design work in it, like production design work and like some interesting, heady sort of thematic ideas um yeah probably like and that was what people responded to critics especially when it came out the problem is you know it's trying to sort of reboot one of the greatest like sci-fi properties ever um and that's a problem when you like well it, it's just a problem in general when you sit down and in, in your in development um so i say that with all the sympathy in my heart sympathy and uh i guess i'm gonna go with empathy in my heart for ridley scott and the writers you're you know you're standing on some big shoulders you have big shoes there's (laughs) (laughs) there are big shoulders and your big Uh, shoes to fill uh yeah it's it's a it's a lot of expectations that are being put here and so and and people's hopes and things tied up in it um and yeah, I think that that's, it's worth all diving into that and the response. I can't wait. I can't wait to get into it more yeah. with you guys. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Brian, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I was definitely excited for this. Um, you know, we, we, we had this run of 10 or more years where it was like, George Lucas is coming back to make a Star Wars movie. It's going to be great. And Steven Spielberg is coming back to make an Indiana Jones movie. It's going to be great. And Ridley Scott and Alien and Peter Jackson and Middle Earth. And it's just like, yeah. but if not, if those hadn't happened, we'd be saying like, oh man, could you imagine how awesome it would have been if like George Lucas had made more Star Wars? You know what I mean? Like, so it's this sure. weird, it's this weird, you know, monkey's paw situation where it's like, well, this is, this is what it is. Um, and so, yeah, the hype was was huge. Just the idea of Ridley coming back to make an, another Alien movie. And then I think that first trailer is incredible. I rewatched it last night. I'm just like, man, this trailer looks so awesome. And I want to get into like what a trailer should do. It like it, the trailer is just a different tone than the movie. And I think that's the most frustrating thing. Um, and then honestly, even the first, I, I can't remember. I, I know I saw it in 3D IMAX. Like I did the whole shebang at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and I I don't remember my experience during watching it, but rewatching it, I'm just like, you know, I'm guessing the first 15 minutes or so I was like, hell yeah, like this is really interesting and like really beautiful and really Scott's doing his big sweeping landscapey epic stuff, you know, and then 
And then it sort of turns into an aliens prequel more than an alien prequel with like some of the characters, you know, like oh, yes, Idris Elba is basically a from aliens. And then like mm-hmm. the two, you know, Rafe Spall and um, uh, Sean Harris just feel like they're straight out of like, you know, the, the space Marines. Right. And then the movie just becomes complicated and cartoonish. And we've got the Wiley Coyote, you know, <laughs> running away from the ship thing at the end and everything. Um <laughs> So then, yeah, just like super frustrated. It's the kind of movie that over the following days, you're like thinking about it and talking about it with people like, wait, what? 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 And, you know, I remember there's a lot of this stuff we can get into, but I remember there was someone wrote this like many, many, many page essay about like, here's why Prometheus is brilliant. Like you don't realize like this was a clue is there. And if you pause on this scene, when they walk into that room, you can see the pattern. And I was like, no. I don't want to do homework to like enjoy a movie. Like the movie has to be good. Then I can appreciate all the stuff that's there. But if that thing isn't there. Um, so I think that's very interesting. And, you know, like just on a meta level, did we want the, do we want an alien prequel that like explained anything? We've talked about distant Hills in the, in the past, right? Like mm-hmm. that space jockey and alien, like that's cool and mysterious. I don't want to know what it is. Ever. It's such like, a I just, bummer when they walk into that room and you're yeah. like, well, here it is. And yep. here's the suit. And oh, good. Right. Like, do we want a prequel to jaws where they're like, and then the sharks were made by the engineers <laughs> and sent to, to kill people. Right. Um, so yeah, lots, lots to talk about, lots of, lots of stuff, but we, we've also talked offline about how this, this weird movie where when you're not watching it, you're like, maybe it, maybe it's not that bad. Like I kind of, I kind of like the, the aesthetic of it. Right. And mm-hmm. for me, like I like alien three, I like alien resurrection. I'm like down for a, for like even an okay alien movie. And this is just this whole other thing, which we will get into. (laughs) I think we think that because nobody can remember what happens. And so like, because the Mm -hmm. plot events are just so scattered that none of it stays with you at all. And so then you're just like, well, there were some cool, like little, little bits and parts and that's all I remember. So it's probably all right. (laughs) And that's how it gets you. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) We were so wrong. (laughs) <laughs> we were um, so wrong. <laughs> Alex, what about you? Yeah, I, I had the same experience with the expectations because that, that damn trailer, I, I think it was one of those trailers that I watched enough times that I had constructed a fantasy version of the feature film in my head, essentially, which is looking at what is presented to me here. The, the tone is this. It's, it's going to have the tone of an alien movie, essentially. Um, it's it's going to have really uh, like in like a, a series of intense scenes as like the alien threat, you know, gets loose. And there's all these different um, just really cool looking set pieces. You don't see any engineers or any of the weird stuff. It just looks like a cool alien movie with like a twist because of this, you know, plot about seeking out our makers. Um and then, yes, really right off the bat, uh, the movie starts with these beautiful shots of like Iceland or, you know, pr- primordial Earth and UFOs there. Very cool. OK, there's an alien in a robe, like it's like, like, it's like a kind of a Jedi robe and like take off the robe. OK, he's kind of like a super buff dude, like super buff <laughs> blue dude. OK, interesting choice for like an alien coming to Earth. Oh, he's going to open this canister and then 
seems to like not realize that he was about to explode himself or doesn't seem happy about it. And now he's exploded himself and the DNA. Okay. So it's just like right off the bat, I was like, whoa, what is this movie? This is not what the trailer primed me for. Like the design of the engineer was not like, I was not ready for that. <laughs> and, yeah. and then the movie does kind of get back on track where you, you see them find the cave paintings and we, we cut right to, they're already on the ship in space. Michael Fassbender is perfect as a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Charlize Theron is cool as like Ice Queen. So it seems like okay, we're back on track. And then the other crewmates start waking up, and they're so cartoonish and so like kind of one dimensional in their yeah alien style. Uh, just a goofiness and but they're all supposed to be scientists like geologists, biologists, <laughs> and they're all like frat boy like goofball like assholes they really gave and, idris elba that cigar just to chew on the like, whole movie <laughs> like, like it just was wild to me and then and then it was even more confusing because like yeah the aesthetic of the trailer had this elevated feel to it it was just like top tier design of the just you know, just the aesthetics of the ship and everything and then that top tier design paired with some of this writing and some of these acting choices it's just like constant cognitive dissonance <laughs> and like <laughs> and so i feel like i was going crazy watching this movie because it is it's like the, all the things i saw in the trailer are indeed on screen in this movie the trailer was sh- showing me these things and my brain filled in well these things only exist in a movie that also like the script had to be pretty damn good to get this budget and the, these actors wouldn't have signed on if they didn't have like good characters to play like all the normal things that go with each other didn't actually go with each other in the actual movie. And so that's what is so fascinating about it. I think it's just, there's so many signals here that this should be a better movie. And yet it's absolutely not. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, let's, let's get into it. I mean, yeah. Character motivations, writing, design, marketing expectations what is a trailer what is a genre what is an alien movie is this a reboot let's go i want to talk about that for sure yeah what yeah what is this movie start with there like what did damon lindelof <laughs> want to do here <laughs> hope you enjoyed this preview clip to continue the conversation and listen to the entire episode head over to the beyond the screenplay patreon the link is in the show notes